guys? It's Nikki Arden and Michelle Breyer, and we are Dark Odysseys. And welcome back for another week. We're so happy that you are joining us today. We are traveling to Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> Michelle and I actually just recently came back from a trip from Salem, and it was magical. I know that's cliche. Um, considering all the witchy stuff that goes down in Salem, but it was, it was a magical trip and I had a lot of fun and we are already planning our next trip to go back. Cause we have to, that's right. So good. We got to do it again. Yep. We, uh, it's one of those destinations that you, you, two days is not enough, you know? So we need to, we definitely need to go back. But before we talk about Salem in 2023, we are going to talk about, you know, why Salem is so popular now. So, like I said, we're traveling to Salem, Massachusetts, where a series of hearings and prosecutions of people accused of witchcraft took place uh, between February 1692 and May 1693. So only a 15-month-long duration. And... uh Almost a little over 19 people lost their lives. Um, it was, when you add them all together, it was more than 19 people. Uh, but 19 people were executed for witchcraft. And a lot of people are surprised by both the duration of the Salem witch trials and the amount of people who died. Right? Because I was, like myself, I was, I assumed more people died during the Salem witch trials. I don't know about you, Michelle. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's because before these witch trials took place or I, before, you know, these witch trials were documented. Yeah. Were introduced to the colonies. They were happening all over Europe. So between 1550 and 1700, over the course of a century and a half, like 80,000 people were tried for witchcraft. And Half of those people were executed, often um, burned alive. So when I when you when like when I think of like you know a witch being executed, I think of burning at the stake. I think a lot of people right. do. Um, that didn't actually happen in Salem. That happened in Europe. So I think that's why most people think that a lot of more witches died in Salem is because they're thinking of like the the literal thousands of people who died all over Europe for quote unquote, I'm using quotes, witchcraft. Okay. So a little bit of backstory. Salem was not the first witch hunt in the colonies. It was the uh, Connecticut witch trials, which occurred from 1647 to 1663, which, you know, predates Salem by about 30 years in Connecticut uh, where 11 people lost their lives there. So, it gets a little confusing when you're talking about like the different providences back then. Cause you know, we're all, they were all, we're still colonies under English rule, but the, the providence of Massachusetts Bay was chartered on 1691. That wasn't the original charter. The original charter was just Massachusetts Bay. And that was 1628. That original charter was revoked by King Charles basically for not enforcing his, navigation act 
Acts, which were a long series of English laws that developed, promoted, and regulated English ships, uh, shipping trade and commerce between you know, other countries in, in the colonies. So there are a lot of politics, you know, right. that took place, but it essentially led to both the Plymouth and the Massachusetts Bay colonies combining into the, the Providence of Massachusetts Bay, which is where Salem is. These colonies were home to a large Puritan population, and the, the Puritans were English Protestants who, um, you know, in the 16th and 17th centuries, they sought to purify the Church of England of its Roman Catholic practices, and they advocated for, like, greater purity of worship and doctrine, as well as, you know, personal and corporate piety. Does it Piety? Is that right? Piety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I don't, for some reason it just doesn't sound right in my, like, southern twang. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. So, okay, so let's talk about life in the, in the colonies. Um, life was hard. You know, you're moving to a brand new place. You know, you have an entire populace of people who have to navigate life in this, you know, in the Northeast, and you live in the Northeast, how, how cold does it get, you know, in the wintertime? I mean, being in New York, it gets brutally cold, but we're not even, we're, we're, we're talking farther North and right. we're, we're talking, you know, no heat, no, no, no coats. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're talking, I mean, we're not even going to get into how many deaths occurred because of the cold by itself, but yeah, right. yeah we're talking like starting from scratch, raw, uh, conditions. Yeah, and then and then add to that having to learn agriculture in an entirely new landscape to what you're used to. Right. And you know, and then you know, and then add on to that the threats of you know the indigenous population. Right. It's it's like I can't even imagine like the anxiety and stress like that these people were under. You know, all for you know religious freedom. We can talk about the irony of that later, but um. So it's, it was not an easy life. It was a hard life. And, you know, it's not good vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. So in Salem Village in uh, February 1692, nine-year-old Betty Paris and her cousin, 11-year-old Abigail Williams, the daughter and niece of Reverend Samuel Paris, began to have fits. And they were described as beyond the power of epileptic fits or natural disease to affect uh, by John Hale, who was a minister from a nearby town. Right. And so this, the girls, they screamed, they threw things about, you know, around the room. They were uttering strange sounds. They crawled under furniture and contorted themselves into peculiar positions, which, I mean, honestly, that's like a regular old Tuesday. And I was going to say, it sounds like, house. it sounds like a tantrum. <laughs> and how old were these girls? So I think it was 11 and yeah. So nine year old Betty Paris, uh, which was uh, Reverend Samuel Paris's daughter. And then 11 year old Abigail Williams, which was her cousin. Okay. So 11 and nine year old, they were just, you know, having fits, you know? Yep. But I, so I guess, you know, this was all strange behavior for your Puritan child to exhibit. Um, the girls also complained of being pinched or pricked with pins, kind of like a pins and needles. Uh-huh. 
and um, like no doctors could not find any like physical evidence of any kind of ailments. Like they, you know, they couldn't find anything wrong with them. So, okay. So before I go into the literal witch hunt that would ensue, I, I want to point out it's been theorized by many that what these girls were actually suffering from was a possible ergot poisoning. Mm-hmm. Do you know what ergot is? No, I'm assuming it's, like an herb. No, it's a fungus that grows on rye and wheat. So, oh yeah, we discussed this. Yeah, we. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. So it's you know it's so not like the magic mushrooms that makes you go into um, like another dimension and, uh-huh. and and you know makes you commune with your spirit guides. This is um, this fungus does not do great things for you. So um, it's got like a hallucinogenic when, effect. Yes. But not in the fun way. <laughs> right. When, no, so when consumed, more, more torturous. <laughs> yeah. When consumed, um, ergot poisoning can cause nausea, itching, muscle pain, weakness, and can progress to vision problems, confusion, spasms, compulsions, unconsciousness, and, you know, in, in worst cases, even death. So, I mean, it's been theorized that, you know, Ergot contaminated the wheat. These people ate the bread made from yep. contaminated wheat and started having symptoms of ergot poisoning. They have, you know. Yep. It happens. It happens. They, you know, and having a primitive grasp on medicine at this time, it doesn't help because doctors see these symptoms and they see no obvious signs of injury or any kind of, you know, ailment. Or they anything they're familiar with. Like they right. don't know. Right. They have no idea what to diagnose these girls with. Yep. So, I mean, so what do you do when, when, when you have a primitive, uh, medical system, medicine <laughs> and, and, and you don't really know much about like mental health at this time, you, you assume that the cause is, is preternatural. So yep. cue, uh, the, uh, accusatory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just makes me, so it was just reminding me of that, like, um, I don't know if you've heard like the the TikTok sound where it's like her sister was a witch. You know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Echoing. Her sister was a witch. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Um. So the first three people accused and arrested for allegedly afflicting Betty Paris, Abigail Williams, and then later uh, Ann Putman and Elizabeth Hubbard. So there's. I guess five girls that were having these fits were Sarah Good, mm-hmm. Sarah Osborne, and Tichuba, which was a slave of um, Reverend Samuel Paris. That's right. Okay, I got that right. It just reminds me of the Crucible, and so yep. sometimes I have yeah. to like cross check. Yes, I'm like, okay, yeah. was this is this act is this actual fact or is this am I just like remembering Arthur Meshing Miller's two like, I'm just together. Like, yeah, because I have to. Like, that didn't actually happen. That was just in the crucible. That didn't really happen. Anyways, sorry. I um, I liked that that play. Anyway, um, Tichuba, Yeah. So Sarah Good was a destitute woman accused of witchcraft because of her reputation, and she was also accused of rejecting Puritan ideals. Sarah Osborne rarely attended church meetings and was accused because others believe she paid too much attention to her own self-interest. Like, I guess, 
you can't have your own separate life. Well, she probably rubbed people the wrong way and, you know, throw her in, basically. And uh, like I said, Tituba was an enslaved woman from the West Indies. Um, And so each of these women were some kind of outcast and they were left with the impossible task of defending themselves and, you know, of witchcraft. They were interrogated for several days starting on March 1st, 1692, and then they were sent to jail. And so later in March, Martha Corey, Dorothy Good, um, which by the way, Dorothy Good was a four-year-old. Let me just, um, that was the daughter of Sarah Good, who was accused previously. Rebecca Nurse and Rachel Clinton were accused. Martha Corey merely, like she was accused because she expressed skepticism about the girl's accusations. And so that brought attention to her. And then both Martha and Rebecca Nurse were, they were fully covenanted. Oh, shit. I knew I was going to fuck that up. Covenanted. Covenanted? Yes. Yes. Members. They were legit members. I'm going to just say that. I'm not going to use that covenanted word. I'm going to say they were legit members of the church in Salem Village. So basically, if if these upstanding people could be witches, then anybody could be witches. And then after that, it just like people just were. That's when like people just started pointing fingers. Like, oh, you pissed me off. Well, you're a fucking witch now, right? The 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 criteria is very loose. Very. So in the end, nineteen people were executed for witchcraft by hanging. And uh, so these are the ones that were. um, And they were publicly executed, weren't they? Yes. So Bridget Bishop, Sarah Good, Rebecca Nurse, Elizabeth Howe, Susanna Martin, Sarah Wilds, Reverend George Burroughs, so even members of the church, George Jacobs Sr., Martha Carrier, John Proctor, John Willard, Martha Corey, Mary E. I'm sorry, Mary Esty, Mary Parker, Alice Parker, Wilmot Red, Margaret Scott, Samuel Ward, Wardwell Sr., and those were all by hanging. Giles Corey, which is the husband of Martha Corey, died from his interrogation. He was literally pressed to death. Yep. So, like, um, they were, they placed these, like, really heavy boulders and stones and I believe, on him. And I believe one of them stood on it, too, which was what, like, the final... Yes, yes, and they would they would say, "Hey, confess of your sins," and he was like, "No, fuck you, I'm not, I'm not a witch." Right, and like, but he like, you know, whereas, and we're, we can go into like these interrogations and like you know talk about you know false confessions and everything later, but like he was like, "Fuck you, I'm not a witch." Right, give me more, bitch, you know, and like kept so they just kept putting stones on him, and then they would like you know put their own body weight on there, and then he was and he was an eighty year old man, so yeah, he he died from getting pressed to death with sounds, you know. Weren't there some drownings too? Like they drowned them? Um, yes. And not that I don't, honestly, like, cause they, they don't go into that. Like, I know that I've heard that. Like, I don't know if that's like, like, like I said, I, I get so confused with like what's, who, what happened where? Real and fiction. Yeah. Right. But there weren't, I mean, this is not an isolated you know, form of, 
you know, killing people that, that don't go with you drinking the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, so to speak. Um, it was flavor aid, but yes, I'm, sorry. <laughs> okay. I was literally just talking to um, one of my friends yesterday because we always do this. Like everybody's like, oh, don't drink the Kool-Aid. And so I have to like, well, actually pushes up my glasses. It was flavor aid at Georgetown <laughs> or Jonestown. Sorry. It was flavor aid at Jonestown. You would be the, you would be the one to point that out. I will be. I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, it was slavery. So anyways, yes. Um, they, there were other people, other people died. Um, there were some that died while they were imprisoned and they were Ann Foster, Sarah Osborne, Lydia Dustin, Roger Toothaker and Mercy, which is Sarah Good's infant daughter who was both born and died in, 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 in prison. So um, all around bad. So we're talking males, females, doesn't matter what age. Um, no. they, so it was African-Americans, whites, right? And well, yeah. When you, when you, oh, anybody pretty let's much. Talk, let's talk about Tichiba because you know, I don't, you didn't hear her name as one of the people who died, right? Cause Tichiba, who was probably an actual witch, like, Please she, tell me she like, escaped because that would she be. She flipped it and reversed it. Like, <laughs> she was like, you know what? I, I I I do talk to the devil sometimes. I dabble. And <laughs> I dabble just a little bit. But um, it's only because these people told me to do that. And, like, um, she just started pointing. Like, she she played the game. Like, she played. So she was really smarter and, and on top of her, you know. Yeah. She flipped it and reversed it and just, like, started just naming, oh, well, this person and this person well, did and this she, person. So did she escape? Not like, she was sold off to somebody else. Oh, my God. It's not because, a ha- you know. No, there's no happy endings property. here, period. There's not. Nope. No, absolutely not. Um, but it just begs, like, so that, that was just, like, a very brief, I could – like I could go on, we could have like an entire series going into each of these people's yep. lives. And, and what, yeah. And what, and what transpired. And, yeah. Right. And you know, like this person was accused by this person and why, but let's, I mean, just overarching, it begs the question is like, is, was this, you know, were these people accused like of witchcraft? Like, is it, is it witchcraft that people are, um, so what, so what you really want to look into is, was this about religion? Was this about you not following the new way of the new land? You know, you know what I'm saying? And the new right. regime, so to speak, right. like, okay, we got you here across the waters. Now you're going to follow and do what we say. Well, matter of fact, I've got my own thoughts and my own opinions on how things should be done or, you know, or I caught you practicing not what you preach and I'm going to put that out there. So, okay, now you're going to seek to punish me and shut me down. Um, so, you know, what, what were these people really tried for? Yeah. So that's, that's the question. Like, so back to the irony of the Puritans coming over to the colonies for religious freedom. And then you're going to, try these people of which like like we already discussed about like how fucking hard it was to live in this new landscape completely unfamiliar with the 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 weather and the 
the agriculture and just the way of life. And you're just, I mean, you're struggling and, you know, somebody's not going to church every day, every Sunday or every week. And because I don't know, they're probably taking notes. You're you're, right. Right. They're probably trying to just keep their, you know, their kids fed and, you know, their, their crops from dying. They've got their lives that they're living. And yet, you know, let us just let alone what mental health was back then. Right. Right. You know, um, I mean, yeah, probably but, garbage. But, but like listen, it it's kind of like it's it's kind of karma because, uh, you know, OK, you didn't you didn't like what was going on in your homeland. Right. So mm-hmm. you seek to start your own way, but you don't do that by coming to trample on, on someone else's and taking their land and, and, and killing their people you know, and their way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like bad juju all around and you're getting what you're dishing out. Um, but these persons, I can't just say women, um, bad place, wrong time. And, right. you know, you're outnumbered, right? Literally, literally witch hunt. Yeah. And it's, and it's just, and it's all a matter of, you know, who, who, who did you wrong? Because, okay, so a lot of times it was these children, they're like, oh, well, it was, you know, she's a witch, you know, she put this spell on me. But it's like, where did that child get that idea, idea from? from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to remember our children are, they see Everything. They hear everything. So when you talk shit about your neighbor, your children hear that and they're like, oh, this person is a bad person, right? They're the one that put the, the, you know, the witchcraft on me. They're the one that sent the devil to me, like put the devil in me. Like they're, they're clearly a bad person. They don't go to church. So they're the one that sent the devil to me. Like, so yeah, of course, you know, you're going to have children accusing you know, these people because they hear their parents talk shit about them. And it's like, it's so sad. It's like the, it is, you know, these people are clearly innocent of any kind of wrongdoing. And in, you know, you know, my view, like, even if they were worshiping the devil, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, but then again, I'm not, I don't live in a Puritan society. And then you you have the people that are going to follow along because they don't want to be on trial. Right. Right. It's so. it's like to 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 minim get the blame off of you, you have to point the finger at someone else. Right. right. And it's so that was just the constant game that they're they're having to play here is like, well, you know so one of the things that you know so you know, you heard me say that Martha Corey was hung and then her husband Giles Corey was pressed to death. Well, Giles Corey actually testified against his own wife, I guess, to point the finger away from him. I don't know. Um, Survival of the fittest. It is, I guess. And then I guess and when it comes to being accused of witchcraft, you know, nobody's safe. Like, not even your own, like, like, that's just like, <laughs> like, fuck, like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, ooh. So, um. It's just a, it's just constant, like just pointing fingers, and it's like, it, no, it wasn't, it's not me, it's, it's you. But honestly, like, like I get it. These people are victims. I'm not victim blaming the people who like pointed fingers at other people. I'm not gonna do that. 
But um, that can't be good for like your soul to condemn. <laughs> like I could not do that. I'd just be like, you know what? I'd be like, I guess I'm just gonna hang because I can't, in good conscience, blame somebody That's else. A good thing to shut your door and mind your own business and right. just steer clear. Um, yeah. But I think that you know if we're gonna like talk about what really went on. I think it's a combination of things. I think that um, you can't just pinpoint it onto one thing. Uh, I think that women are more stereotypically emotional and verbal and talk about their feelings and um, just more vocal. So of course it would be predominantly women that are going to be tried and, and finger pointed and executed um, but I well, don't, I'm going to go, what about, I'm going to go like kids just don't make sense to me. A four-year-old. Yeah. I don't get it. I think it's just a guilty by association type thing. Like it's, um, clearly wrong. Yeah. Like her mom's a witch. So she's got to be one she's, too. She's got to be one too. Like it's like, you can't just, it's like, you know, I don't know if they thought that shit was genetic or something, but I don't know. Like, it's just that, that baffles me too. Um, but it's also like, you know, you say that women, probably more accused more because they are more emotional and they're more in tune with their, you know, intuition and, you know, in their feels. But like, also like we also, you know, women, it's the stereotype that women are witches, right? It's always, it's always right. when you see a witch, it's always a woman, you know, it's yep. not like, like that is, I mean, and of course, you know, I don't do anything to, discredit that stereotype because I, <laughs> I have crystals and I fucking, <laughs> so I'm just perpetuating that stereotype myself. Um, but you know, it's, but also gonna... who loves the, who loves the, who loves the drama? Who loves the gossip? It's yeah. women. Yeah. Sorry, but for sure. Okay. I mean, you're, so, yeah, you're definitely right about that. And let's say you've got one woman in town. That's like all about the church, right? Fine. Mm -hmm. However, finger pointing, you know, kind of snitching, whispering about who's not, right. right? Or some form of jealousy. Maybe her crops are growing better than my crops or whatever, mm -hmm. okay? Her husband's hotter than my ho my husband and, I, you know, whatever. These are all things that can transpire and lead to a hanging because, yeah, right? Yes, and, and I, I mean, I, I totally agree. Because you got to think about it. Like, this is like 1690-something. Like, they don't have fucking like you know youtube and netflix to keep them right. entertained there yep. what do they got to entertain themselves they're just talking shit about their neighbors and like that's like that's what you do i guess you go into the town square and you just you know talk about what everybody's up to and you know and and, and you're and you're watching like people love to people watch Right. So if you're living in a small, small, small town and you've got nothing to do all day besides your quote unquote chores. Um, yeah. You know, and then your your clicks are going to form like it doesn't matter that it's 1600. These things all came from somewhere. Right. Right. I mean, it's a it's a human. It's it's very human to, you know, to do that. I mean, it's an innate human reaction to when you're bored, you just start shit. <laughs> I yep. mean, it's, it's, but 
I'm not also I'm also not going to take away from the fact that they could have some of them could have been witches, right? And what is a witch? I'm not talking about a cauldron and making potions. Right. I'm talking about giving someone the evil eye and wishing bad on them or specifically mm-hmm. praying, quote unquote, that this person, whatever malintent you've got. Okay. So maybe there were a few, maybe there was just one, but once the hysteria starts, right, it's literally spreading like a virus and we need to cleanse our community of, you know, of what, of it before it spreads to all of us and we're all infected, so to speak. Um, Yes. You know, and the thought was that, oh, well, if you're a witch, you know, You'll, you'll save yourself. Right? Oh, oops. Next. And, and that's the thing. That's the thing with those false confessions is that they did. Like, right. there are, there are, they, some of them confess to witchcraft because they're being tortured, you know, with these interrogations. And it's, so it's not, it's not a matter of, oh, well, well, you know, we did, you know, it's only just confirming to those people who are accusing that they that they're on the right track and that they're doing the right thing when really it's just their, you know, inhumane interrogation strategies or making these false confessions or I don't know. But it's so just as, you know, I don't want to get into the whole thing cuz it's another episode for us but on our trip to Salem, right? Those names were documented. Those names were remembered. So the same people that, you know, kept them in memoriam, like, where were you? Why, why couldn't you band together and, you know, be the, I don't know. It's so there's this whole study on, um, on like the bystander effect, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where you, you've heard the story of like, you, if you're getting attacked or if you're getting, you know, for women, I mean, this is a, you know, women know this. If you're getting attacked, you don't yell, help me, help me. You yell fire. Getting, you, ref, you, yeah. you yell fire. Because the, of the bystander effect, what happens um, when people. Fear, fight or flight. Yeah. So when people witness something bad happening to another person, especially now and today, what do they do? They don't. They film it. Help. They don't they fucking yeah. film it. Yeah. They get their cameras out and they film it. And they post they it. They don't yep. actually help. That's listen. So the bystander effect is, is changing now that we have phones and people are filming things, but it's still the, the same idea of like, I don't want to get the ick on me. So I'm going to stay away and not help that person because I don't want their ick. I want to, I want to keep that ick away from me. So that's why people, when they witness something bad happening to somebody else, they don't help them. I think there's, I think there's a, a I think there's a couple ways. One, you literally freeze in fear, right, mm-hmm. of what's happening. Like you're not even clearly processing, and your adrenaline is pumping, but not from the Good Samaritan perspective. It's just like, holy cow, you know, um, I literally can't move right now because I'm just in shock. Right. Um, and for those that film it, listen, it's like CPR and 911, right? You're mm-hmm. you're at the body, the body's unresponsive, you're screaming for someone to call 911 while you start CPR, okay? So if you've got someone that's calling authorities, so to speak, 
and then you're the one that, to film. Okay, cool. Because you know what? The, the police would want, the authorities would want some sort of, um, documentation, right. Maybe. Or, or, or summary of what you saw and what happened, what better way than to just pass a video on most of the time. That's not the case, but, um, as with every other atrocity that happened in life, you know, there are those good people that want to help. There are those good people that helped that, that, um, were the common sense in the situation. Um, and I, I'm literally going to say that I, I don't know who the names are of those that were in this instance. Um, I'd like to think that there were men and women mm-hmm. that were like, what, what, what are we, what are, what are we doing here? Cause it, right. it, it does end, right. It does come to a stop. Yes, and I, does. and I also firmly believe that it was, it, it was long time happening before these um, documented dates, right? And right. outside of Salem, it just so happened that Salem became the mecca of witchcraft and um, and the and the history. You know, that being said, it's a really awesome thing that you can still go today and learn about it as much as you want and form your own opinions. Um, and you know, there's stereotypes just as with anything else it's like a witch like we're not talking about people dressed in black with pointy hats um right like i said with a cauldron and potions and spells and all of these things like no that's that's the halloween character you're talking about um we are talking about people that went against the grain or had like you said physical ailments that nobody could explain and it was just like well we don't know what to do with these people um so they must be possessed. Right. They must be possessed or mentally ill or, right. you know, you're a witch. Um, I mean, how much have we evolved from that, really? If you think about today, it's like we just want to label somebody, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I mean, we have come so far, but how far have we really come right. kind of thing? Like, and and you know. fear, fear is a powerful thing. Fear is. fear is a powerful thing. Um, and it, and it can lead someone to make poor choices. I don't want to say mistakes because. If you learn from it, it's not a mistake. Yeah. And you've, and you've got free will. So, um, you know, but, um, back to, back to our trip, you know, that graveyard, those benches, you know, gives you, um, it gives you something to think about because you're talking about human, human beings. So what Michelle's talking about, we are, we're going to go into our Salem trip more in depth in our next episode, but to give you an understanding of what we went to the cemetery and at the cemetery, they have benches with the names and dates of the 19, uh, I'd say victims of the uh, witch trials. And um, it tells you if they were um, like Um. how they yeah, yeah, how they, they died. Hung, you know, how they died, how they were executed. Um, and it is very, I mean, it's, I, I'm glad to see that they were memorialized in that way. Um, especially with like a bench and you can kind of sit down and you can kind of just, you know, sit in that, you know, space and really take in the magnitude of what happened. And cause they have, they have quotes. Like in in the stone, they have quotes from from some of them that's like, "I am wholly innocent." Like that, they, like you know, I. Last words. Yeah, basically their last words, and it's like, you know, it's, it, 
it puts this like heaviness in your heart kind of to sit there and to be in that space because honestly, I could not imagine, like I could not even imagine what it would be like to have a noose around my neck being accused of something that I did not do simply because someone else said that I did or because of because of the fact that I'm a woman and I didn't make the same choices or the choices that you wanted me to make like it just I could not imagine and so when you're when you sit there and you kind of take it all in it's a very powerful feeling um being there and I I really enjoyed that and I'm really glad that they they provide a space for that to take it all in yeah, and the, and the energy that. was really somber. Mm-hmm. It was quiet. And, um, you know, yes, there are tourists walking around and whatnot, taking pictures, et cetera. Um, but if you're, if you're aware and you're informed and you're curious and respectful about the history and you're sitting there and just kind of, like you said, taking everything in and just um, being in the moment, um, and, and just trying to be an empath um, right. about their feelings and their thoughts and what was taken away from them besides their lives, you know, um, all originally with the hopes of just starting anew. And mm-hmm. um, I just find that the, the funny thing at the root of it all was, you know, for the sake of Christianity. Um, but I don't want to get, you know, too much into nonsense yeah. <laughs> but you know gonna... <laughs> uh, definitely um you know and, and and today's podcast is really just touching the surface on the topic um paying homage to those who who were persecuted um right. and that you know and the the thing about history is that we you know we we only have um what we what we're told Right. We're not it's not like these victims were able to, you know, uh, write up their version. They're dead. Right. They were put to death. Um, So it's really hearsay, maybe some factual information by accurate witness accounts. Um, But, you know, hopefully we we take away something from it. We learn from it. And really just education is is literally the response to being um what's the word i'm looking for being horrified by by the stories right right so like yeah it's it's so like when we when like it's so funny because we're like well that's kind of morbid to you know have to be to like this like dark tourism and things like that and it's not morbid it's 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 the kind of fascination it's not just me being morbid i mean i'm morbid yeah you know i'm gonna you know beating around the bush about that but it's, it's, it's mainly like, you know, like with you, it's the, it's that learning that history and, and, and paying respect to the, the victims or the people who, who've lost their lives, um, and who suffered this tragedy and, and paying homage to that, right? It's not just about like, you know, learning that, that, that. The facts. So the facts. Speak. It's, it's, it's about paying homage to the people who died. And, and, and giving respect to that. And, and, I, and I think being human though, you're also very curious. Very. Um, I mean, I'm very curious. 
you know, and I'm, and, I'm also like nosy. I'm curious. Like I, I gotta know everything. I gotta know everything. And it, right. But in a respectful way, it's not to uh, right. sensationalize murders or hangings or witchcraft. But I, I think that again, going back to being an empath, you know, there's just um, a pull on getting to know the emotions, the feelings and the, um, the way, you know, these, these, this population was treated because of factors that we, you know, can assume or, or, or can say like, okay, you know, this all started in the root of whether it was, you know, contamination of a food product, mental Mm -hmm. illness, or tantrums as we were (laughs) joking, um, you know, and, and what's left today is, it's, it's a good thing that there's the stories, the history, the the Halloween spooky aspect of it, if you want to. And we were both saying before, like, we love dressing up as witches as as children or, you know, for Halloween or whatever. But this is different. This is about, this is factual. And these are things mm-hmm. that happened and uh, human beings did this to other human beings. Right. You know? Right. So, so here, so like, yeah, and then you've got to go, and you go into like, well, who's, who's really doing the real evil here, right? You know, it, it wasn't the victims, yeah, for sure. So, well, that's that's the Salem witch trials, and then the most like abbreviated version, abridged yeah. version possible. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll go into each and, and every one and, and, and give you a real in-depth uh, overview. That was fun. So we are going to rock and roll and continue our Salem episodes. The next episode will be full-on Salem 2023, what you can do, what you can experience, not just you know Salem witch trials, but there's so many different things that you can do. And it's a lot of fun, and we can't wait for you to hear all about it. Yep. So, and also we have a special, special episode um, with a special guest that we cannot wait to share with you. We will uh, tell you more about it later. So until then, follow us at uh, Dark Odysseys on Instagram, Facebook, and um, make sure you like, subscribe to the podcast and share it and tell everybody how amazing it is because it's so cool like amazing and thank you so much for joining us stay spooky bye